1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege of being your host for the show where we always talk about the truth of the gospel, the good news. And whether you catch me here on radio or catch me on podcast or catch me on Sunday mornings at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, where I happen to be the lead pastor, that will always be the topic about how the gospel actually makes a way. Now, we're gonna talk about something today that many times I don't know that we connect to this idea of the gospel making a way because the topic of financial planning is something that we too often push to the back burner. I think the truth is that we can often think about it as complicated, confusing, maybe a bit disheartening. And many times that occurs, we just put off something to a time that then it can't be dealt with. So we can forget how easily and how essential it is to live out our Christian faith by being good financial planners. In fact, Matthew chapter 6 Reminds us to lay up ourselves treasure in heaven, lay up for ourselves rather, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, it says, there your heart will also be. We all know if we've read scripture, been to church, whatever it might be, that nothing really belongs to us and that we need to steward the resources that God has given us well. But many times the question is, where do we start in stewarding? So today we have someone here that's the CEO of the CREW Foundation, which is a ministry of CREW, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. And what he's going to do is tell us about an exciting service that CREW offers free of charge. They'll sit down with you one-on-one, walk you through the use of planned giving tools to invest in building in the kingdom of God now, during retirement, and of course beyond your lifetime. They'll help you navigate the challenging spiritual and technical decisions that you often have to face as a steward by providing sound biblical and even technical guidance to help you leave a godly legacy. Two wise older gentlemen once said, Ben Franklin and Winston Churchill, right? Failing the plan is like planning to fail. And I think all of us have been in that moment before where we wish we would have planned. And so today we're going to try to get ahead of that, especially when it comes to our finances. And we're going to look at the possibility of using the tools that Crew Foundation offers that you can instead succeed both financially and in, advance, in advancing the kingdom of God eternally. And here to talk us about that is my new friend, Eric Fleshwood. Eric, thanks for joining us today.
2: Brian, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
1: You know, you're born and raised in Virginia, and this show plays mostly in the DMV area. So there's not a lot of people that are born and raised in the DMV area, but you are, right? And you've served for 25 years with Crew Ministries. Uh, Two years as Bill Bright's traveling assistant for those who remember his great legacy. And then, of course, you were a campus director at George Mason University right there in Fairfax, Virginia, for many years. You've also been involved in projects that take you all over the world, Venezuela, Africa, Australia, Kazakhstan, Asia, right? In 2016, and I'm telling our people this, you already know this about yourself, right? You were named CEO of the Crew Foundation Foundation. And you have earned a chartered advisor in philanthropy designation from the American College and enjoys helping others experience God's pleasure in their stewardship. You have a wife, Colleen, five children, and you enjoy golf, soccer, volleyball, board games, and camping. I'm going to be truthful, Eric. I was with you with golf, soccer, volleyball, and board games, but I'm going to split with you on the camping thing, but that's the time <laughs> later on. Hey, before we talk about the Crew Foundation, there's always a story behind the story. I think sometimes we meet people and wonder, how did they arrive here Especially when you look at your background, and then you're called to serve on full-time staff at Crew. So, talk about maybe your journey a little bit to help people understand how you wound up again where you are, and why it matters that God oftentimes moves us in our journey.
2: Yes, well, Brian, I, I am. I will always be a Virginian at heart. I grew up in Emporia, a little town on the North Carolina border. I was churched. Um, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. In fact, I struggled understanding where did I stand with mm. the Lord. Yeah. When I went off to uh, college at James Madison, I all of a sudden I felt like a tiny fish in a great big pond and was trying to figure out my identity, um, how, to, how to get good grades and have more fun in life. And one day I got a notice in my mailbox for a free book and tape on that topic. And I said, hey, that sounds like what I want. So I sent in for the free book and tape. And uh, long story short, a student from Crewe came and delivered the book to me in my dorm room and asked if he could explain to me how I could know Christ personally. And mm-hmm. I said, yes. And what he shared with me that day, which was the gospel, it just rang true. And I said, I believe this, I want this, and this helps me understand that I can have peace with God eternally and know where I'm going and enjoy that relationship now. So I began to share that message with my fellow students uh, at James Madison. And when it came time to graduate, I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do than to keep sharing the gospel with students. And so I joined the staff of crew.
1: Yeah, there's so much about that story that I love, not the least of which is how you first interacted by someone handed you a tape, right? That yes. uh, the message is always the same of the good news of the gospel, but over the years, the methodologies of communicating that uh, has changed a little bit. And so you hopped in and you were part of an on-campus ministry there with crew. Eventually you're at George Mason. And I think it could be easy for some of us to say, okay, that's really clear. That is offering good news to the world by working on a campus telling people about Jesus. But today we're gonna talk about financial planning. How does that connect? How is that still offering good news to the world, or good news of the city, as we call the show?
2: Yes, well, Jesus talks a lot about this in the scripture. He can hardly talk about, you might say, Christian ethics or how we are to go about being Christians without talking about our relationship with money and possessions. Um, We live in a material world. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to bring good news to the city, it is by definition going to involve uh, material things being brought into into that activity. Um, So the uh, getting a handle on what God's plan of stewardship is for us is vital to living a vibrant Christian life and having all that God wants for us.
1: Yeah, I don't know that any of us can look back completely with 2020 hindsight, but now you find yourself many years past your original entry into Campus Crusade as you were introduced there at James Madison, as you just said. Could you talk about specifically, though, about how maybe during this journey, because we don't wind up where we are in an accident. Acts chapter 17 talks about God puts us at place and time, so he is sovereign in that way. But sometimes we can only see the journey of how we arrived as we're looking back is that true for you can you see connection steps that brought you to here
2: oh absolutely uh especially, especially t- getting into my 50s now uh i've got i've got a long timeline to look back on but you know there was one thing that that happened in my life uh, brian that i think was uh, emblematic of why i'm doing what i'm doing now colleen my wife and i we were early in our marriage and trying to make two lives into one. And as is often the case, finances was one of the places where we were having a recurring conflict. Mm. What I brought into the marriage was, frankly, I was stingy. I was a hoarder. Um, One of those popular personality tests says that my fundamental belief about the world is that it takes more than it gives. And so My strategy was to hoard and protect myself. What she brought into the marriage was an incident from before she was a Christian. And uh, she had conspired with some others to wrong an organization. And that was in her background. And so whenever the subject of finances came up, it devolved quickly into uh, conflict, shouting. And uh, she felt like I was blaming her for this or that and labeling her. And I couldn't figure out where that was coming from. Well, as we unpacked the issue, we uh, the Lord eventually led us uh, through a conversation with our pastor that that we could bring healing into the situation through an act of restitution. And that act of restitution would involve making a very large gift to an organization. Now the organization that Colleen had wronged in the past was was gone too much time had passed and so this was mm-hmm. a sort of an indirect way to make restitution. Now when we started talking about the dollar figure I got really nervous. I had never let go of that much money before. And I really wrestled with the Lord over it. And yet, I was looking in the eyes of my beautiful wife, and I could see that this was a step toward healing for her and for our marriage. So we eventually made that step of faith together, and we never we never had an argument again about me uh, her feeling like I labeled her mm-hmm. when we were talking about finances.
1: I think a lot of our listeners can relate. Uh, finances is often a discussion. My wife and I have shared this on the show before. We entered marriage two different views. I was with you. I was a hoarder. So if one or zero was a hoarder and 10 was a spender, Kathy would have said I was a negative four, and I would have said she was a positive 13. Right? And the problem was is that we were looking to money to do something only Jesus could. She was looking for freedom from money, and I was looking for security from money. And the truth is Jesus is freedom and Jesus is security. So it's wonderful when we get a right understanding of the tool – Of financial resources, right? It's not money that's the root of all evil, as Scripture said. It's the love of money, having that before Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so there are some day-to-day decisions that all of us make with our money, and a lot of us don't connect that to the truth about the gospel making a way in our life. So in a philosophical sense, how does the Crew Foundation help to bring insight and understanding about how to use those resources that God is entrusted with us with into line with his desire for us to serve him with our lives and do our part in fulfilling the great commission.
2: Yes. Well, you know that according to the IRS, Brian, um, the typical American's wealth only less than ten percent of it is in cash. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of it is in the stuff that we own: our cars, our houses, our businesses, our retirement accounts, and yet. 20 only 20 percent of all the giving that is done is from is is 20 is done from the that bigger bucket 80 mm-hmm. percent of the giving in america is only done from that tiny cash bucket so what that says to me is that for those of us who are trying to live fully surrendered to the lord and give him our whole heart that typically we are we are holding back there's a there's a big part of what we own that is inaccessible to the lord either because we don't know how to make it accessible we don't know how to make it available yes or there's a s- deeper spiritual issue going on that prevents us from going there so crew foundation tries to help on both counts
1: that's an interesting insight that uh, a lot of us have resources that we just don't know or w- unwilling to be good stewards of that Don't reflect specifically in when we open up our bank account with whatever bank that we're at. Now, I do want to sort of talk about this myth. Being wealthy is relative. If you live in the United States, by definition, you are more wealthy than the vast majority of the rest of the world. But I know in my life and maybe other people as well, we tend to look at other people around us and we compare that way. And so it would be really easy to fall on this idea that financial planning is only for, like, really wealthy people. And I'll let our listeners decide what they think the definition of wealthy people are. But I've just discovered that there's probably a whole lot of people who fit a definition of wealthy who don't feel like they're wealthy, maybe because they just don't want to admit it or they don't understand it. So how do the folks at Crew Foundation help this sort of planning that you're talking about be easily grasped because it can often be difficult – it can often be confusing and many people's personalities are when it's difficult and confusing instead of I'm going to dig in and find it and figure it out myself I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist and maybe it'll go away but then again that's not the best stewardship so how how do you involve people connect them to make this process not overwhelming in fact maybe even enjoyable to help them maybe set goals and show them how to best attain those goals this side of eternity and then to have some resources to go to bring to bear when they leave this side of eternity?
2: Yes, yes. Great question, Brian. Well, uh, first of all, we believe that every one of us is a steward, whether you're a steward over $1 or a billion dollars, part of your identity as a Christian is being a steward. Um, And one of the the approaches that we take is a discovery process. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's asking questions and patiently listening and drawing out from you what has God put on your heart? where is he leading you? we have we 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 love questions in the work we do because we think the answers come from within the Holy Spirit lives within each Christian and has put desires there. sometimes you haven't identified them and all you need is someone to take a moment and listen and ask some good probing questions to elicit what is God saying to you and so that's part of our process another yeah, go ahead uh, but another part of our process is. Um, you know, we eventually turn to the technical side. And that's where we get a handle on what is your financial picture? What are the assets that are under your stewardship? How are you currently deploying those, particularly in the area of, 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 of resourcing the kingdom? And are you doing it in the most efficient way possible? Lots of times we find efficiencies, particularly on the tax side, that can if people feel like oh my gosh, I've got more money than I thought I did when mm-hmm. I realized the tax savings that's afforded to me that I didn't see before.
1: That's some really good insight. And I know some of our listeners right now say, all right, you've got me sold. So before we go too far, if you want to find out more, you can go to their website, www.crewfoundation.org. And I'll mention that again at the end of the show. but That's www.crewfoundation.org. And so I'm sure on the website and certainly as you connect with people, whether your first connections are through email or maybe through a Zoom call or one-on-one, depending upon what works best. You're going to give some of the tools and talk about that. So maybe just practically outline some of those tools and resources that Crew Foundations offers, by the way, free of cost, uh, to partners and clients.
2: Yes, that's right, Brian. We're we're in this to help fulfill the Great Commission. So we, we like the people we work with, want to see maximum impact mm-hmm. at the point where the gospel is being uh, being, you know, talked about and implemented, but, um, you know, public foundations like us have come a long way. It used to be, yeah, kind of the rich boys' club, you know, could use use that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but, but what's happening in philanthropy is the democratization of philanthropy so that the everyday giver can benefit. And one of the tools that we offer that's very, very popular and growing in popularity across the United States is what's called a donor advised fund. And you can think of it as a dedicated charitable giving account. I know some people have a separate checking account where they kind of put all the money they plan to give away so they can track it. Well, this works similarly except it comes with all the benefits, bells and whistles of a foundation built into it. Mm -hmm. So you can not only put cash into it, you can put assets into it and you can enjoy uh, capital gains tax savings. You can enjoy income tax savings and even estate tax savings through the use of this tool. There's hardly any giver out there that I know of who wouldn't benefit in some way from this donor advised fund, even if it's just, hey, I need to keep track of where I'm at with my giving goals because you know, I've got I've got one big pot of money and I just can't keep track. This will help you.
1: Yeah, some of our listeners out there, you started using the words capital gains and all of a sudden you lost me, but that's okay. The good news is that Crew Foundation can inform us and help us and educate us around maybe some things that you've already said are out there um, that have a, a benefit for us if we just tweak the way we're approaching it with some tax savings. Now One of the things you often do as well is you offer personal estate design. And it it strikes me as odd that we all understand in life that unless Jesus returns, what? That the two things that are given are death and taxes. And we happen to be talking about both of them right now, as well as Jesus, right? But too many times people don't plan and they don't plan their estate and they don't know what to do because they get overwhelmed. And so what I find interesting here is I if I understand this correctly, you offer to outline and update a will Or a trust in user-friendly language, that then you can take that to the attorney, and the attorney can look at it and sign off on it. And by doing that, free of charge, you're saving a lot of money in regards to what you have to invest into an attorney to do certain things. Um, This seems like something everyone should consider, right?
2: Yes, we certainly believe that. um, The again, if you're a steward of over even a small amount thinking uh, wisely about your estate plan is is something we would recommend because we've seen too many instances where uh, people don't plan ahead and they leave their family in conflict. Mm, yeah. uh, we, we, you want your, your children, your grandchildren to be hugging one another at the, at the, at the funeral service and beyond um, you want, and you want to know that you've done your utmost um With the resources that God's given you, and that does take a little bit of planning. Um, So our our process is is free of charge, um, and we make you what we call attorney ready. We put together a blueprint that explains how all the assets will flow at the death of the first spouse, the death of the second spouse. Uh, how it flows to your charitable beneficiaries in a very simple, easy to digest form so that when you go to your attorney, you're in control of the conversation. You know what you want to do with God's plan of stewardship. And you're not um, just lost in technical terms that attorney might be using. Yeah. And he, we've seen over and over again, attorneys embrace this. A lot of the hard work is done ahead of time. You've answered the big picture questions And so the attorney will draw up the legal documents to make it real.
1: And so for those who are listening, just to make it clear, you're not drawing up the legal documents. You're kind of the person that comes alongside to make those legal documents easier to draw up. Is that fair to understand?
2: That's right. We, we, are, we, we describe ourselves as the architects who create the blueprints and the attorney is the engineer.
1: Ah, very good. That, that I think, resonates with all of us who've ever been or seen something going up around us. And we know there's got to be people involved on every part of the process. Now, one of the things our listeners like many times is a story. You mentioned that you've run into people before that they didn't plan. And one of the results of not planning was there was chaos in the family. Well once they passed to Jesus on the other side of eternity, can you talk to us a plan about or a, a story about when someone did plan well?
2: Yes, yes, well, I'm working with a couple right now, Tim and kathy bush uh tim and and Tim and Kathy are telling their story. They gave me permission to tell it um they It wasn't that they weren't planning; they were trying to plan, mm-hmm. and they say they have been spending lots of meetings with professional advisors lots of time with attorneys, and they weren't being heard. In other words, what they felt in their heart wasn't coming out on paper. Sure. And this isn't a knock against any attorney out there or any financial planner, but it's meant to illustrate that the charitable gift planning is often the missing piece to the overall pie to make it all come together. So when Tim and Kathy heard about our estate design service, they signed up for it. And the outcome was this blueprint I was talking about, which they felt like accurately represented their heart to give generously to the kingdom, to provide appropriately for their children and uh, to, uh, to move forward. And they were concerned that when they would bring our plan to the attorney, that he would poke holes in it, And but he embraced it. Mm. And at the end, once this is implemented, they say this is the first time in their married life that they feel peace in yeah.
1: this area. Yeah, well, I love that. That is that is a wonderful story. So I know there are people right now who are saying, listen, I, I'm interested in this because as we understand, uh, someone once said all our autobiographies are actually written when we look at our checkbooks. So maybe it's our online ledger now instead of our checkbooks. Now we've moved a little bit past some of that, that uh, how we go about things. But in the end, it, it's the souls of people are the only thing that endures, Right. And so we want to be investing certainly right now to be good stewards of what's God given us to our families, but also thinking about the souls of people making a difference. So if this type of help, like with no obligation, no fees, no commission, right, sounds interesting to someone who's listening there, how do they begin the process and where should they go?
2: Yes. Well, uh, with the Donor advice Fund, if that sounds interesting to you, you can go to our website, crudefoundation.org. And uh, right there at the homepage, you'll see the Great Commission Donor Advised Fund. You can read all about it and complete an application and have your account open uh, very quickly right online in the comfort of your home. If the estate design uh, process sounds interesting to you, I would encourage you to call uh, 1-800-449-5454. And we can connect you to one of our um, giving counselors who's trained in this area. I'll, I'll give you my email address as well, uh, eric.fleshhood, E-R-I-C, F-L-E-S-H-O-O-D, at crew.org. And I'd be happy to talk with you about any of these services that we offer.
1: And so, Eric, thank you for joining us today. I know that I've been helped personally. I'm sure our listeners have as well. I do encourage our listeners to do just what he offered to reach out to him, at Crew.Org, or go to the website, www.crewfoundation.org. And if you've been listening today and there's something that's piqued your interest that specifically you'd like to talk to WAVA about, you can get a hold of us at comment at com or maybe you just want to talk to me, get some clarification of something that I said, or maybe you have an idea for a show, or maybe just some other way you want to connect about the importance of the gospel, I'd love to hear from you. You can call me here at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn. I can be reached at 703-729-3900. It's 703-729-3900. Again, thanks for joining us today, folks. Eric, thanks for joining us in the studio, and thanks for telling us about this important way to make a difference because God has given us these resources to do that, to make a difference through the gospel. And as we say every week, it is that gospel that makes a way. It's
2: the
0: gospel, the
2: gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart D.C., This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.